This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. Not many sleeps till Christmas. How's it going? Not nearly, en- not nearly enough sleeps till Christmas, I, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> and who are we introducing today? It is my great pleasure to introduce Rachel Bailey. Rachel is a singer, musician and songwriter from the Broken Heart Breakers. The Broken Heartbreakers. <laughs> Kia ora. Kia ora. And welcome, Rachel. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Kia ora, Rachel. Where are you, Rachel? I am in sunny Dunedin. I'm just, I'm too hot. I mean, people won't believe this, but I really am too hot. I've actually went to the beach earlier and I, I had over, I'd gone out of the house. I was overdressed and realised, you know, it's actually 24 degrees. <laughs> so... Alarming. Mawera doesn't believe us that it's been hot the last few days. Yeah, it's been beautiful. So we've been asking people about their bubble life, and of course bubble life has now gotten complicated with multiple bubbles and a traffic light. But let's go back to last year. How was your bubble life last year? Um, Bubble life last year was pretty pretty good. Um, uh, my partner uh, John, who I also play in the band with, we were working from home. We've got a eight-year-old daughter, uh, Jean, so we were kind of basically we were both working um, uh, pretty much full time and kind of tag teaming with childcare, um, and it, it was reasonably um, successful. We also wrote a few songs and you know managed to squeeze that in. And I, I mean, I have to say, I'm I'm actually a, um, quite an introvert, so. The whole time was actually, I actually really liked it. My job, it was reasonably, <laughs> really, reasonably busy. So, um, and uh, so it was actually a welcome change despite the alarming situation. Did you manage to write pandemic songs or did you, did you stave that off? No, we managed to do that. um uh you know i mean i think we you know we haven't necessarily really shared it but um uh well actually the single that we just released recently um called we're all looking up which is about um it was kind of it started with my daily walks um because when i write i'm it's usually when i'm walking and um here in dunedin we're all looking up at the same mountain. So the same manga, kapuka, tomahaka. And it was just this idea of having all of these individual experiences, but these kind of um, uh, 
similarities, looking at the same things. You can tell where you are in Dunedin by how you orient yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And now we're all looking up.
Nuts Are You? Fakatani. Nice. Yeah. I'm from Dunedin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And And how long have you been there? Uh, I've been in Fakatani for 20 years and in the North Mm. Island for 34 years. 34 years Mm. I've been up here. Yeah. I get very homesick. Uh, Yeah, I imagine. I, yeah, I spent a lot of time, uh, I kind of grew up from the age of 10 in Auckland and John and I met there um, nearly 20 years ago, um, but I don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very happy in Dunedin. Yeah, it's a great place to be. Going back to last year, how was the the homeschooling and the, 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 the living through a pandemic with an eight-year-old? Um, well, my... Our approach was probably um, that the academics and academic needs of a seven-year-old really, um, you know, they can kind of pick that kind of stuff up. You know, I I just completely was not stressed about it. I did not, um, and and the school were very easygoing about it. Um, I think that it was, there was kind of so much um, to kind of take in. And I think think just having a, a stable environment that just kind of was really responsive to more emotional needs was far more important to me than the kind of academic, um, you know, achievements. Um, because, you know, it's like, well, let's just, we just read books, you know, I mean, yeah, I'd, we just, it was just more about kind of making sure that we still had kind of um, real good connect, connected time with both of us kind of working and having to tag team, just, you know, not trying not to, um, have too much screen time, but obviously that was kind of necessary at times. Um, but yeah, just just being more aware of the kind of emotional um, well-being of of each of us, really. And after the first lockdown, so we're talking about second half of last year. Did you get back on the road? Did, did music become a thing again? Um, we we did. We had just we only had just a few shows. Um, and then we played a bit at the end of the year. We played um, Nadia Reed puts on kind of a couple of big Christmas shows here in Port Chalmers, and so we kind of headlined those couple of nights, which was really great. Um, and we played. We had planned to play in uh, Auckland in September. Uh, we had a couple of shows lined up, and then they went into lockdown again. Like this, this is how <laughs> much I can't even remember. So I think then they got pushed, got changed to January. Pretty much everything that we've booked in the last two years, we've had to change. Um, and it can be kind of a little bit challenging when you're trying to book, you know, time for five people um, when they've all got lots of different commitments and trying to get those dates again. But um yeah, we, we did it. We did a bit of playing. We I, I feel like we made the most of the time. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Marlon Williams. It's a long title. Nobody gets what they want anymore. Why this one? Um, it did. I mean, it wasn't because it won a silver scroll. I um, when I first heard the song. I mean, I've been uh, been listening to Marlon for many many years before way before he's famous like and we used to play in Littleton a lot and I remember going into a small little I think a Japanese restaurant and he was just pretty young teenager playing in the corner I was just like oh my god that guy's voice is incredible um you know so no surprise that he has become um as well known he's his incredible talents and I just think this the songwriting in this song is just 
it's 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 mesmerizing and surprising and the kind of coda is just completely heartbreaking and surprising and perfect so it's just that kind of great mix of heart and and musical um, Impossible to claim your reward I cannot explain Emotions I can barely afford to contain You're the same You hide away from anything that turns you on No
what am I gonna do? I can see that you've been crying. And you don't want no help from me. Rachel, um, life is so complicated these days for so many people and I always think of, oh, you know, um, like Elton John, one of his many famous lines, sad songs say so much. And, you know, like the, our ability to, re, to re, um, in music we hear that other people have experienced the same things that we experience and, um, and we don't feel so alone because of music. Is that like an inspiration as a music writer? Is that kind of how you think when you're writing? Because it seems to be such a thing that comes out in music. Um, yeah, I, th I think um, I think it's really good to be quite um, specific in your songwriting um, because rather than kind of, you know, some kind of generalised sad thing or generalised love thing, I think a really particular um, moment um, has a truth that, I mean, we've all got pretty good detectors at, 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 you know, whether we connect with something or not. And I think when people write from that point of view of really specific um, honesty, um, you know, our, um, our souls recognise that. And I think that authenticity comes across and, um, you know, I've had lots of people um, you know, uh, communicate to me that a particular song has meant so much to them, um, and for all, all different reasons. And the song, you know, people make their own interpretations about about things. But um, you know, our band is called the Broken Heartbreakers, and unsurprisingly, there is quite a lot of sadness and <laughs> heartbreak about what you know we kind of write write about. Um, you know, one of the first songs that I wrote um, for the, in the band um, was a song that I wrote about my sister's passing, and it's really specific about the, the, the moments and the physicality and where I was and all of that kind of thing. And um, it was in a, a great way for me to kind of shine a light into something, the kind of darkest corner. It was just to to do that for myself, but you know, in turn, it means that um, it's something that people do connect to. Authenticity is it's quite an interesting thing, isn't it? And the, the internet and social media, um, in a way, it pushes us further away from authentic relationships. And I always think of music as a way of bringing that back. 
because it's so real, isn't it? There's nowhere to hide with music. Yeah, even when you want to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it is also, you know, I think a lot of musicians not being able to play live, you also kind of realise how much of it, it's actually a two-way street. You are you are performing, but at the same time, you're also, you know, you, you're getting so much back. This is a communion together. Um, and um, I really feel, for, I mean, luckily, luckily for us, our fight, you know, we don't um, rely on this for our financial standing. So, um, but, it, you know, we have day jobs and things like that. But, you know, I do feel for other people who have been so limited in their ability to perform, um, it, it is their, their income. But also so much, yeah, just that getting that, um, that connection with a wide audience, um, which is just, yeah, can be, you know, part of identity and all of that kind of thing as well. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokanui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi arohanui, kia koutou kotaoho. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars and beloved universes. And I really hope, if you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day who you are a triumph of nature's art perfect unique and here making things better thank you now i know for us all the last more than two years has been so tiring so exhausting and maybe oh We can all have a big yawn <laughs> together, a big releasing yawn, just to relax. This is a sign of our empathy and our connection, our humanity, our, our co-speciality, how wonderful that we are connected in this way with all life in an infinite way, but together so closely. I know that uh, for me, the last few weeks as we adjust and we reframe our reality oh oh doing the really big yawns is <laughs> really good because it is a tiring time and I will say it is an exhausting time it is a trying time and there's so much that is so new for us that we're having to take on I know for me that as an educator working with children who I love, it's made me appreciate so much more the energy and the vitality and the exuberance and the enthusiasm that we can generate together. And that really enlivens and uplifts me. And being able to step back into that space safely is a wonderful thing. Orokanui Eco Sanctuary, my heart's home. Just being able to work with the beautiful rangatahi and young people again is so wonderful for me. And it's really, oh, I just appreciate everything so much more now that I have found that connection again. 
So in this time, I feel we have to give each other hope. And really the hope that I'm finding today is in a sense of our own direction, our own connection, wherever that may be. And that will come in a lot of different spaces. I'm seeing friends of mine who are finding new ways of being, doing, seeing, feeling. After years of doing things, maybe in a way that didn't nurture and nourish them and this change and this resettlement, recalibration means that they're turning the energy and the time and their love towards avenues that really sustain them and that are true to them and their heart and their soul and their spirit and their wairua and their māori and that's calling them now. So I'd say the same to you. I really hope that in listening and connecting with this show together, and I'm so grateful to Sam and the whole Blown Bubbles team for having me. Thank you. We can turn and turn again towards where our own heart is telling us to go. And it might be in a completely different direction. I'm going to be spending again tomorrow as a mermaid with my sore leg <laughs> having fallen down a hole in my carport up on a up on a wee stool and all covered in glittery fabric my mermaid tail and uh, with children and I'm so lucky that that's my life but I know for all of us we'll be having our own adventures tomorrow we have those to look forward to but I really hope for you whatever is changing and reshaping itself in this time you can feel that we are capable of that that's who we are and in this metamorphosis and in this change we find ourselves again in you we recognize ourselves in new faces and places and ways of being doing seeing feeling we're always mirroring who we are and what we need and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Rachel Bailey, talking at the moment about identity. Identity um, is such an interesting issue, isn't it? And uh, I see that this generation of young people um, are way more determined that they will set their own identity they will determine what that identity is more so than we ever could when we were young Hmm. this this generation just seems so much more creative and so much more free with their concept of self absolutely i think it's i think it's really great it's really great i kind of think well done you guys and also maybe it's kind of well done the parents i don't i don't know but you know it's obviously it's a it's a movement and um uh it's great i think you know especially young people realizing the power that they have got you know they've they've got power they they don't have to um conform they can make their own um decisions about who they are and just um create this new landscape it's really inspiring i think it's really great and hopefully you know it'll be interesting you know the kind of how things are kind of looking eight-year-old in 10 years time you know if thing if things swing again i'm not sure to what but you know um to even like a conservatism you know that that could um yeah interesting interesting and um do you see that same kind of swing in music over time um 
but I don't I I don't know because sometimes I listen to things that are from like fifty years ago and I just say, Oh my god, we've gone backwards. Like it's so um you know, sometimes I'm just like, I can't believe this. This is far more exciting, far more um interesting than what's going on at the moment. It was kind of like the popular music is what I like the popular music at the time. It was kind of like, wow. Um so I don't know, I kind of swings around and then I'll hear somebody else new and think, wow, that is really, really cool. Um and get and get it inspired. Yeah. My son um, loves a movie called uh, Hunt for oh, yeah. the Wilder People. And, uh, and even just the music that Taika Waititi used and that had just completely changed his whole musical tastes and That's how cool. easy it is to influence a new generation of kids. Mm, mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a pretty, um, pretty impressive guy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I keep hearing you on the radio Take it as some sort of sign You know You were getting sun-kissed on the west coast No longer anyone's anybody i 
things I think Nadia has an incredible voice that I feel like is a is um, obviously it's very beautiful to the ear but it also sounds like a soul talking to your soul and um, it's the lyrics are beautiful um, it is beautiful instrumentation and it just kind of gets me every time I, I the first time I heard it I was like ah oh, ah oh. That's a good song. Yeah, That's so cool. Rachel, we've seen lots of changes in society over the last couple of years. What do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick? Well, when things first kind of happened and, you know, the world, the entire world kind of stopped and I think we, we kind of had this kind of collective sense of, you know, moving away from capitalism. It felt like this, you know, and being focused on and our neighbourhood and the, you know, nature and just feeling like this moment of just real intrinsic connectedness. And that was actually something that we did write about. It was kind of like, will we remember this and how long will this last? And it, of course, you know, it's kind of, I think the world and capitalism has kind of made the wheels turn again. And I feel like we've kind of lost that. So I feel a bit sad about that. Um, uh, I think a lot of people have changed the way that they're working, whether it's working from home or just, you know, changing um, to part time or changing those things. And I think that I think that will say uh, that will stay. I think the idea of that you have to be on a seat from nine to five, and that's just what has to happen. Um, you know, because that's kind of a bit ludicrous, really. It's not necessary, and it's just about. I guess I don't know owning a workforce, but you can actually be trusted. We can we can get the work done and do it. It's working from home or whatever. So I, I think that's going to stay. What lessons do you think we can take from the pandemic response for the bigger sorts of problems we face as a society? And I'm thinking things like climate change or social justice. These are the things. I think, you know, in terms of climate change, um, I think it would be great if we were kind of listening to young people. Um, you know, I think that, you know, um, as I said before, I think young people have such power and I think if they continue to just really um, stick with that and keep pushing, that they're, you know, um, that things will, will change. Um, I mean, governments obviously have to change I, I i i don't know i maybe i just feel a bit cynical i, I do feel worried but, but you know government they're not moving very fast at these things i 
you know, the, the power of money and capitalism is just, it's so powerful. Um, so I do try to be hopeful. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my, you know, my partner, John, he's a, works in the union movement. So, you know, in terms of, um, we kind of think a lot, you know, the role of the worker in society. Um, again, if people um, realise the power that they actually have is with their labour, um, you know, that could actually change society as well. I've got a, a couple of questions to finish the show with and not a lot of time to finish them. Um, what do you think, or what's your superpower? Um, I think my superpower is connecting people, connecting people with people. Um, yeah. That is a very worthwhile superpower <laughs> to have. Um, do you consider yourself to be an activist? Uh, okay, um, in a very quiet way. Yeah. What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, family, love. Yeah. Um, just, just possibilities. Possibility. I, I, I just, I, I just always believe that. There's something around the corner. There's something unexpected coming. And your family is very lucky indeed. <laughs> if love for family is what gets you out of bed, they are very lucky yeah. indeed. What is your the greatest challenge that you're looking forward to in the next while? Um, finishing writing our next album. Cool. What did you have a time that's, to that's um, I was just realizing that sounds like a really selfish goal. <laughs> I think that sounds wonderful. Other people will get the benefit of it. I think it's a wonderful mm. goal. Well done. Mm. And do you have any advice for our listeners today? Um, keep going. Keep talking. Just keep talking. Um, keep reaching out. Keep being honest. That is very good and that is very good advice indeed. Rachel, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, we've had a couple, everybody will know that there is uh, a, um, a bit of a technical difference today. Uh, so thank you very much for bearing with us, Rachel. Uh, and uh, Rachel, it is a beautiful thing to be able to bring people together with music. Uh, and um, Thank you very much for this commitment you've made to doing that and all the best to you and those you love and care for over this Christmas period and all the best for 2022 for you and your whanau. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Marua. Thank you, Sam. Um, wishing you both the very best as well. Kia kaha. Bye. Kakite. Kakite. My true love sent to me A partridge in a pear tree On the second day of Christmas My true love gave to me Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the third day of Christmas My true love sent to me Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the fourth day of Christmas My
to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We are broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is the Lido Kiddos, 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, currently on dial-up internet, and I've been joined by Mawira Karatai in Fakatani, and in Dunedin we've been joined by Rachel Bailey. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.